0: Welcome to Slapshot Podcast, episode number 58. I'm your host, Chris Romarez. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out. Welcome in. It is the start of the 2023 NHL playoffs. I am excited. We finally made it. Made it to the end of the season. Congratulations to all the teams who have made it this far. Uh, If your team did not make it this far, sucks to be you, I guess. Try again next year, I guess thoughts yeah it's cool um congratulations to the boston bruins finishes the best team in the regular season Uh, just completely outplaying every other team that existed they set records in most points in a season uh most wins in a season uh their goal differential is like plus 127 something absolutely ridiculous good for them um a part of me has died um, inside because they have been this good but I mean, hey, if you can't stop them, it's that it is what it is. And congratulations to the Anaheim Ducks. They finished with the worst record in hockey and have officially locked up. Uh, Well, it's locked up. They have the best odds, I will say, of getting the first overall pick. So good for them, uh, I guess. I don't know. I mean, if you're going to be bad, might as well finish last, try to get a really good pick. You know what I mean? That's, uh, that's the key here. So congratulations to all those. Teams for winning different things, <laughs> right? Like, like Boston's on one end of the spectrum, Anaheim's on the other. But tech, I mean, technically, they both won something. If you want to see it like that? Um, but yeah, good for them. Today's episode of the podcast, we're going to focus on just three, three matchups because these matchups are going to be an upset. That's right. We're going to look at upsets here in the first round. Um, The Eastern Conference, Western Conference has been set. Game one, if you're listening to this on a Monday, congratulations for making it this far on a Monday. You deserve a round of applause. Um, I've already set up my bracket. You can find it on Twitter, right? At FuzzyChris91. You're already following, so you've probably already seen it. If you're not, you can go ahead and you can change that. Uh, At the same time, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Slapshot Podcast. You can find the podcast on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Uh, It's on the YouTube as well, youtube.com slash Slapshot Pod. If you are listening there, thank you. Go ahead, hit the sub button, ring the bell. Wonderful. But yes, we're going to look at three upsets. The upsets have been decided based on uh, wherever you get your odds uh, for a series, right? Your sports books or whatnot. Um, These teams are not favored to win. And I believe to be different. I have made my NHL bracket. And it is 100% correct and it's not up for discussion. I made a perfect bracket. Doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Uh, we'll check back uh, maybe in two weeks and uh, it'll be 100%. Right? That's it. it's 100% correct as always. So, we'll start with the first series here. Okay? We're going to go straight to the Western Conference. All right? The first upset I have in the first round will be I have the Winnipeg Jets defeating the Vegas Golden Knights. I picked Winnipeg in seven. And look, I'm not going to take anything away from Vegas because they finished first in the Pacific Division. Okay? So they did what they had to do. Good for them. The Pacific Division was miserable. It was probably one of the worst divisions in hockey. That I've seen in a minute. Like it, it was not good. And look, Vegas is a good team. We know this. They've been great since they entered the league. But they obviously have some injury problems, right? They have some issues, and it's not it's not great. So good news is Mark Stone apparently is gonna suit up for game one. Huge, huge W, right? Mark Stone back in the lineup helps the Vegas Golden Knights tremendously. Okay? And Vegas all around, they have a good lineup. It's not they're, they're, Their offense is not terrible. Their defense is solid, right? Alec Martinez, Alex Petrangelo, uh, Shea Theodore looks like he's going to be back as well. So a lot of those uncertainty parts of who's coming back and will they be ready, right? Specifically for Shea Theodore and Mark Stone, that seems to be out of the way. Now, here's the number one problem for Vegas, and it's goaltending. So, I have no idea what's happening with Logan Thomas. I don't know if he comes back in this series at all. Aiden Hill is just, I mean, he's not ready to go. So, that leaves you with Jonathan Quick, who's unlikely to start, and let's face it, he's been decent since coming over from L.A. slash Columbus. But that leaves Laurent Brassois as the starter. And that is not something I am very confident in. If I'm Vegas, like small sample size here, like Francois hasn't lost a game. He he didn't lose a game in the regular season, but again, small sample size. So I'm not necessarily going to expect him to be good. I think for the Winnipeg Jets, this was a team at one point that was fighting uh, for first in their division, and it just didn't work out. They kind of lost their swagger midway through the year and i mean they didn't really go out and do anything at the trade deadline you know what i mean like they added nino Nita, to which is good good depth add but i don't know do, do they need anything else Meh. to me their top six is elite depending on the health of nikolai ehlers right if he plays if he doesn't he's still day-to-day we don't know if he will, but their top six is, is elite in my book. Kyle Cotter, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Mark Scheifele, Nikolai Ehlers. I'll throw Blake Wheeler in there and Vladislav Nemestikov, who was centering that second line. Maybe Nemestikov's not elite, but in a perfect world, Scheifele moves back to center on the second line. And then I guess Wheeler maybe moves to the third or Ehlers, or whatnot, and then Cole Perfetti gets into the toss. He's like, Cole Perfetti's still out, and I think he is a difference maker. Because when he's back in the lineup, let's say he stays on the third line. Okay. Nino Nidorah Rider's on that line. Adam Lowry and Cole Perfetti. It's a pretty good line. It's pretty decent. That's not bad. Right? So the Winnipeg Jets have the offense. Their defense, I think, is really good as well. And oh, by the way, they have Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck made the most starts in the regular season. 64. And he still put up tremendously good numbers he did so in my book here okay in my book I think that the the Winnipeg Jets have a chance now whether they complete it or not right like whether they win that's up to them right they have to do what they have to do but I do think that the Winnipeg Jets on paper slightly better than Vegas and it's not like I said I'm not going to take anything away from Vegas they they finished atop their division but their division was just not good and Winnipeg just stumbled they played better of late over the last two weeks like they they won key games that they needed to win I feel like the Winnipeg Jets have been in like playoff mode for two weeks they had to keep up with the national predators pushing them from behind they had key wins against the Calgary Flames who were also right there so I understand that they were close to maybe not making the playoffs but I but they really grinded it out. And this is a team that is playing a lot better than that I guess that scuffle between I would say the new year and like the beginning of March. Because it was tough for Winnipeg. It was. I'm not going to lie. But again, Logan Thompson is not healthy. If he was, Maybe this is a different series. Maybe I trust Vegas a lot. But goaltending in the playoffs is important. I don't want anybody to tell me that's not true because we know it's true. And if you don't have confidence in the guy in your net, he's going to make saves, man, it's going to be a tough one. And we know that Connor Hellebuck can do that. We know he can stop the puck. He's a former Vezina winner. So if I have to put money on a team and say, hey, who am I trusting? Uh, Laurent Brassois or Connor Hellebuck, I think I know what way I'm going. And again, Hellebuck will have to outperform Broswell, which is not hard, but to a level where he can make up any of the discrepancies or kind of the the areas where the Jets don't have the advantage. Like to me, Vegas has a better defense. Overall, they're six guys, much better. And I think even though Winnipeg has a good offense. They they did struggle at times and you saw this offense just not be what it was. Like Kyle Carter was either red hot or ice cold. There, there was no middle. So who knows which one shows up here. Hopefully it's a good one. Because that's where I like that's where I put my money on, <laughs> right? Is on the Winnipeg Jets. So that's the first upset I have in the books here. All right, that's the only one in the West by the way. I think everything else goes um exactly as it should uh the Edmonton Oilers are favored so I expect them to win the same thing with the Colorado Lavas, the same thing with the Dallas Stars if you are looking for my east and western conference predictions uh you can have it over to the fantasy I got them broken down there if you are uh on the YouTube uh, if you scroll down to the description I'll also have a link there so you can go ahead read that check that out right do me a solid you can get all my predictions for the first round there. I've broken them down via East and via West. So if you don't care about the East, you don't care about the West, you can just skip over those. Again, these are 100% correct, and they're not up for discussion. So no ats me and saying, oh, you were wrong, Chris. False. I was correct. Uh, if they lose, it's not my fault. Perfect. So we're going to go over now to the East. Okay. I'm going to go all the way to the Eastern Conference now, and I have two upsets. Two in the first rounds, we're going to start with the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers. The Devils are favorites to win. I have the New York Rangers winning the series in seven. And a little bit like the Winnipeg Jets here, I think the New York Rangers are just one of the most solid teams in the NHL. Hands down, I hate it. I hate Chris Kreider. I don't like the Rangers. I hate to say it, but they are complete from head to toe. And I can't I can't take that away from them. It's unfortunate I wish I could. The Rangers top 6 is really really good. The additions of Vladimir Tarasenko and Patrick Kane make them a better team. Now, whether Patrick Kane is a liability defensively or Vladimir Tarasenko and Kane like are not the same players they once were in their prime, doesn't matter. They are good players who can ch- impact a game positively, right? We agree on that. Perfect. Because Benajad is good. Chris Kreider can find the back of the net. Artemi Panarin's is an elite passer. I think Vincent Trocek fills out the middle on that second line pretty well. He can play both ends. The key here for me is the New York Rangers' third line. That's the line that gets it done. So Alexi Lafreniere, Philip hedel and Capo Kako. We know that you need depth in the playoffs to win hockey games. You'll see games that may be low-scoring and guys who aren't necessarily superstars carrying teams. We know this. And we've seen teams be very successful because of their third line. Tampa Bay has been so successful for so long because they've had really good third lines. Remember the year Montreal went to the Stanley Cup final? Remember that? Feels like it was 1,200 years ago. Maybe it wasn't there. Third line, that was really good, but their fourth line, you remember who it was? Corey Perry, Eric Stahl, Yoel Armia. Those three, when they were on the ice, made a difference in the first round. So you need that kind of depth to attack because you know that coaches are going to shorten their bench in no time. Guys on the fourth line probably not going to see a ton of minutes. Your top two lines are just going to be cycling out there nonstop. But you need those depth players who are going to make a difference. Kako, Lafreniere, Hedl, they've been good all season. I don't think all any of those three are elite. We're not going to say that. But they can definitely impact the score sheet in a positive way. And I feel like the Devils are going to have a hard time limiting them as a gang. Because, again, you can't let Zbinajad run around do what he wants. You can't let Chris Kreider do it. You can't leave Panarin do what he wants, Tarasenko and Kane as well. You got to watch them. There's only so many minutes that New Jersey's top Four on their blue line can play, right? Like there's only so many, so you're going to get exposed somewhere. And to me, it's that third line. If that third line takes off and they start pushing the pace and getting things done, they're going to win hockey games. And again, we haven't even talked about we haven't even talked about their defense, right? Fox, Truba, Andre Miller, Ryan Lindgren—those are good defensemen. I think Adam Fox gets forgotten in here because he's so good offensively but he's a good defenseman overall overall he's strong defensively we know what Truba brings to this team Ryan Lingering and Kondre Miller are there to kind of balance it out they're not bad and then Igor Shosturkin in goal right like Igor's elite maybe he didn't have the best season this year but he's still elite Igor Shosturkin is an elite hockey goalie so you have all this also for we right the Rangers have no injuries they're as healthy as they can be. That's a plus. So all this put together, I the the Devils are a good hockey team. I'm not going to take anything away from them. They shoot the puck a ton. They push the pace. Okay. We know that the Rangers don't. The Rangers don't lead the league in shots per game. They don't. And we know that the Devils come flying out. The Devils started the year on a tear. They came back down to earth, which is fine. And they have guys who can contribute. We know that. They went out. They got Andre Palat. In the offseason, right? They brought in Timo Meyer at the deadline. That th- these are all things that help. I don't think the Devils are as deep up front as the Rangers are. I just don't. I think that I think maybe New Jersey has better individual players, right? Jack Hughes, Timo Meyer. I'll throw Nico Heischer in there, right? But there's a lot of wild cards there. Thomas Tatar is getting older. I mean, Andre Pilat dealt with some injuries. What are you gonna get from guys like you know, Dawson Mercer, Eric Holler, Eric Holler, Jesper Boyquist. I'm not sure. There's, there's too many question marks there for me. Too many. Defensively, I think the Devils are good, right? Dougie Hamilton's there, John Marino's there, uh, right? Segan Dollar, Ryan Graves. Those are good defensemen and they can play well. Are they elite? Eh, not really. But but I think defensively, they're a good hockey team as well. And then it's Vitek Vanasek, right? I expect him to start every game. I don't see Mackenzie Blackwood playing very much. Vanasek had himself a great year, 100%. I didn't expect him to be as good as he was. Is he better than Igor? No. Straight up. I don't care if he had a better season. You gave me $1,000. He said, Chris, pick a goalie. If I take Vanasek or Igor Sirkin, you Sirkin, uh, Igor is an easy choice for me. So for me, the Rangers have, even if it's a small edge, right? Like it's not as, like it's not drastic. It's not a mismatch in one area. You say, oh my God, this team's going to dominate offensively and hopefully the defense can keep up. No, it's the Rangers have a, to me, have a slight edge in all three of those categories. Offensively, defensively, and in goal. The only thing that could hurt the Rangers here is like I said, they don't generate a lot of shots. They pick and choose what they do. If you, you know, if, you know how PDO works and everything. They are, they're, they're not up there. The, they, they, let shots happen to put it as broadly as I can so Shesterga is going to have to be good I think this series goes seven I hope it does because I want to watch it go seven right it's a great matchup on paper it's a shame that these two teams have to meet each other in the first round because I feel like whatever team wins here like they could go all the way to this daily cup final right or they could at least challenge Boston it's a shame that one of these two teams has to be out in the first round but it is what it is Again, I like the Rangers by a little bit. If the Rangers lose, eh, not completely shocked. Because again, Jack Hughes, Timo Timo Meyer, Nico Heischer, Dawson Mercer, all these guys are good. Dougie Hamilton, there's lots of great players on this team. So it wouldn't shock me completely. But I trust Igor, the Rangers, and all the guys that they brought in to really solidify this and be a good hockey team. They're going to need a performance from Igor. He might have to steal a game or something on the road. But I I have the Rangers winning. I'm, I'm sorry, New Jersey. It is what it is. Maybe you'll prove me wrong. But again, as I said earlier, uh, in my bracket and in the articles I wrote, um, I'm 100% correct and they're not up for discussion. So, glad we got that out of the way. My final one here. This is the third, okay? This is the third upset. And you already know where I'm going with this. Did I save the best for last? Of course. Did you think I was just going to glide over this and we were not going to talk about it? Of course not. Talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right? Hello, darkness, my old friend, says every Maple Leafs fan for the better part of the last 18 years. <laughs> we Look, we know that the Toronto Maple Leafs have struggled to get out of the first round. I don't think anybody is right like if you're even if you're new to hockey you've probably been around long enough to know that uh toronto hasn't made out of the first round in a minute and again it's not for lack of trying they have been whether it's they've been underdogs in series whether they've been heavy favorites they just can't get out of the first round right and everybody around is oh chris this year's different okay like t- like take a shot if you've heard that before i don't know You might get hammered. This year is different. I remember the beginning of the the year, Maple Leaf fans telling me the same thing. Matt Murray's good. He's going to be different. Okay. That didn't work out. (laughs) So, (laughs) look, the Toronto Maple Leafs are a good hockey team. I'm not going to take anything away from them. And I think Kyle Dubas has done everything he humanly can to give his team a chance to win. I think he's, he's done what he needs to do. There's nothing more he can do. Nothing. If this team fails, not on him. Is it possible that Kyle Dubas gets canned at the end of the year and Sheldon Keefe as well? Yeah. But it's not either of their fault. I'm not blaming Kyle Dubas for this. He's done everything he can, but the NHL is a league that is based on results. You need to win games to get to the playoffs, and you need to win series so you can advance and win the Stanley Cup. Simple as that, right? You are judged on your results, not on your efforts. And Tampa Bay is just, I know coaches talk about this all the time. The key words that I absolutely hate, you know, when they talk about grit, they talk about character, they talk about all tough, team toughness, all these like terms that you can't really quantify. You know what I'm talking about? Like how do you quantify team toughness or how do you quantify grit? I don't know. There's no metric for that, Right. The advanced, there's no advanced analytics for, for grit. And I know some of the, you know, the boomers are like, you can see it on the eye. No, you can't. Like, I, I like to quantify things. You know what I mean? I'm, I I like the advanced analytics. I like high danger scoring chances, you know, zone entries and stuff like that. I want to see that. And look, was Tampa Bay as good this year as they were last year? No, I think that's fair to say. And. Maybe this Tampa Bay team, again, they've been to the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row. Clearly, they know what they're doing. But out of all, like this being their fourth year, right? Are, are they going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals four years in a row? I don't think so. Because I think this version of their team might be the worst one. And that's safe. Like, that's that's, they they've been to Stanley Cup Finals three times. They've won it twice. Like, You know, chillax, Chris. I get that. But I feel like this group may not be as dominant as they were before. I will say this, though. Everybody keeps telling me how the Toronto Maple Leafs have the edge in goals, okay? Fun fact. Tampa Bay scored two more goals during the regular season than Toronto. Aha. So, on paper, for me, their offenses are about the same. That's it. Like, there's no distinct advantage either way. The addition of Ryan O'Reilly makes them a better team. He's expected to skate on the second line. His finger seems to be healed with John Tavares and William Nylander to start. I don't expect that line to stay together very long. Here's why. I, we talked about it earlier, remember, how the third line is important. I want Ryan O'Reilly to play on a third line and be the guy at home who's going to try to slow down uh Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos if they play together. I want that I, I want O'Reilly to have that task and say, "Hey bud, this is your role. This is what we need." And then he let John Tavares, Austin Matthews and the rest of them kind of run out there and try to score goals. But you need a good third third line. I'm not looking at guys like Zach Ashton Reese and Sam Lafferty and Callie Yarncrock and saying, I need a lot of things from you. No, I just need you to not be bad. Do that, and I'm fine. So I think at some point, Ryan O'Reilly is going to move down to the third line They move John Tavares back to the wing. Look, you can play whoever else you want in the top six, right? Whether it's Kerfoot, Yarncroak, or that kid that they signed who everybody's rolling over doesn't matter. But for me, their offenses are about the same. I know the Toronto Maple Leafs have gone out and they've acquired a ton of help on the blue line, right? Jake McCabe comes over. Luke Shen comes over. Um, it is it is what it is. Jake Buss is sure he's not going to play. It is how we go. Uh, who knows if Gustafson plays as well. He's a power play expert. You don't really need him. You can have Morgan Riley run the power play. and He'll be more than fine. So... Here's my kind of, like, Jake McCabe, TJ Brody, Mark Giordano, Justin Hall. Are those, none of those guys are elite. I wouldn't say they're elite. Can we agree with that? Luke Shen, same thing. In his second stint in Toronto. I don't think any of them are elite. I'm going to throw Morgan Rowley in there. He's not elite. Are they good enough collectively, though, to slow down the Tampa Bay Lightning? That's the question you got to ask yourself. Personally, I don't think so. I don't. Toronto allowed fewer goals than... To Tampa Bay Lightning during the regular season. So somebody's looking at me right now, telling me that, and I'm going, okay, okay, I get that. And it's true. Tampa Bay, from a defensive standpoint, they were not great this year, flat out. And that's that's fine. You know, they they have some holes in their in in their defense. Right. Victor Hedman and Mikhail Sergachev are good. Eric Cernak is good, but. I mean, Nick Perbix is there. Ian Cole is there. Like these are not guys who are gonna go out and dominate, really. And I think they're worse than any of the six Toronto defensemen at that point. Right, the last two. Um, no tenor Genoa as well. He's out. You paid a whole bunch of picks to have him, and now he's not there. That that kind of hurts. Again, I don't think that the Defense for the Lightning is bad. I just don't, don't think it's as good as in previous years. And you're gonna need contributions from, like I said, your third line. Nick Paul, Ross Colton. Uh, maybe they move Maroon up to that line. But you need something to happen. You need guys to kind of make a difference, go out and kind of irritate the top players. We know Corey Perry and Pat Maroon can do that, but Like, don't do that with Michael Bunting. You know what I mean? Do that with the Marners and the Tavares of the world. And I think this season for Tampa Bay, defense is not as good. Here's where Tampa Bay is elite, and that's their goaltending. Regardless of the season that Andre Vasilevsky has had, uh, he is better than Ilya Samsonov. Nobody's questioning that, right? And if you are, you probably believe that You know, at some point at the beginning of the year, you thought Matt Murray was going to be elite too. So maybe you banged your head twice, in which case I would consult a doctor, make sure your concussion heals. But Andre Vasilevsky is elite. We know this, right? He, in the last three years, right, of the playoffs, he sports like a 2.09 goals against average and a nine-something save percentage. He's elite. When it matters the most, Andre Vasilevsky is elite. His team knows that. If they need him to stop a puck, he's going to do it. Regardless of what the regular season tells me. I, w- Again, if you gave me $1,000, you said, hey, Elias Samsonov or Andre Vasilevsky. Easy Andre Vasilevsky. He can easily turn the game around in the same way. Remember when the Maple Leafs lost to the Canadians? Right? Maple Leafs blew a three-run lead. I know you remember. Don't sit there shaking your head. No, I know you do. It was Carey Price. Right? In games five, six, and seven that made the difference. Everybody knew. Everybody knew Kerry Price could steal a game for his team. It's the same thing with Andre Vasilevsky. And again, we talked about grit and character and all that. Like, if you think those things matter, then the Tampa Bay Lightning have a ton of it. They've been here, done that consistently. It's one thing to do it, it's another thing to do it consistently. All the Maple Leafs have done in the first round is lose consistently. All the Tampa Bay Lightning have done in the last three years, with the exception of the last year in the last round, is win consistently. So why is this year any different? Tell me. Is the gap closer than it's been in previous years? Yes. This Maple Leafs team, I feel, can compete with the Lightning a lot closer. I don't think the gap is as big. And I think that's what people are trying to say. Hey, Toronto has a chance because the gap is not big enough. But when it comes to winning, the Maple Leafs have not won. What happens if Toronto gets behind the eight ball early? Okay. here, If, if I'm the Tampa Bay Lightning and I'm John Cooper, here's my, here's my goal. If you go into Toronto and split 1-1, that's a win. You come back home, then you got to figure it out on home ice, right? You're never in trouble. In the Stanley Cup playoffs until you lose a game at home. If if you're the underdog team, you have to win one on the road. So, and if you're the favorite, like Toronto, then you just got to win every home game, and you're fine. But for me, I trust the experience of the Tampa Bay Lightning to get it done. And if you want to discredit experience, that's fine, Leaf Nation. But I know you don't because you went out to get Ryan O'Reilly for his experience and all those other players as well for their experience so either you buy it or you don't and if you're buying it then the Tampa Bay Lightning have a ton more experience they've been here they've done that they've won hockey games they have the better goalie I don't know what I'm going to get from Ilya Samsonov he's been a Katy Perry song hot cold yes no I don't know what I'm going to get from him I know what I'm going to get from Andre Vasilevsky whether he delivers or not is neither here nor there but I know exactly what I'm going to get for him. I expect him to be good. I don't expect Samsonov to be good. If he struggles, I go, yeah, okay. That's fine. If Vasilevsky struggles, I go, hmm, not expecting that. See the difference? I have the Tampa Bay Lightning advancing at seven. This is going to be a great series, okay? Back and forth, two teams. I love it. I want to see it go seven. Just so I could watch Leafs nations, you know, cry at the end, and if they win, good for them. That's a huge weight off the entire shoulders of an entire franchise for the better part of the last eighteen years. I won't be disappointed if Tampa Bay loses. In fact, I'll be ecstatic for Leafs nation. You finally did it. But I don't think this is the year. To be honest, I think with the out with. With the exception of the Boston Bruins, if the Toronto Maple Leafs were facing anybody else but Tampa Bay or Boston, I think they'd make it out of the first round. They are, to me, they are better than the New York Rangers, the New Jersey Devils, are better than the Carolina Hurricanes, they're obviously better than the New York Islanders, they're better than the Florida Panthers. They are. So I think if they play any of those other teams, they're fine. But they didn't. They got Tampa Bay in the first round. They knew it too. This has been the one matchup that we knew was going to be a thing in the playoffs because nobody was catching Boston and nobody else was going to catch up, right? Like we had teams just crawling to the wild card. So we knew the matchup in the East, at least between Tampa Bay and Toronto was going to happen for a good, a good minute. Here we are. And I expect them to have a great series with Tampa Bay coming out on top because Experience is key at this point in the year. And Tampa has better goaltending. Unless that goaltending falters, or unless Matthews and Marner and Nylander and Tavares become Drysidel and McKinnon, it's going to be a tight checking game. I think Tampa is going to do a good job. John Cooper is going to come in this prepared. You know this. Like Sheldon Keefe can't get out coached by John Cooper. And Cooper's pretty good at what he does. Right? He's pretty, pretty good. And I think Tampa Bay doesn't have any pressure here to do anything. They're coming here to win, yeah, but I would expect their locker room to be pretty chill. Even if they've been like they've been in the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row. Let's, we'll just make it four. Whatnot? You know what I mean? So the three upsets. Let's recap this. Maybe you joined halfway through. I don't know. Maybe you advanced forward. you was like, I don't want to hear them at the beginning. I don't care about the West. So, the Winnipeg Jets upset in the Western Conference. The New York Rangers upset the Devils in the East. And the Tampa Bay Lightning upset the Toronto Maple Leafs as well in the Eastern Conference. Have we covered all the bases? Yes, we have. Again, if you want to see my full predictions, FantasyAlarm.com. Go ahead. They're in the NHL section. Just click. Read them. It's free. It's free 99. Free. You can read it. Again, my predictions are 100% correct and not up for discussion. Now you know. That, ladies and gentlemen, as well, brings us to the end of the podcast. We've made it. As always, if you made it this far, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. I love you so much. If you want to get more of the podcast, make sure you head over to the Apple Podcast, the Spotify, the Stitcher, the Podbean, subscribe there. If you enjoy the podcast on YouTube, make sure you head over to youtube.com slash Pod. Go ahead, hit the sub button, or ring the bell over there. Follow me on Twitter at FuzzyChris91. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Slapshot Podcast. All right. Next time we probably talk to each other is going to be at the end of round one. All right. Then we're going to preview the second round. So by then, you'll be able to come back and say, yeah, Chris, you're right. Every one of your picks was 100% correct. And again, if they're not, we chalk it up to variance. That's it. Can't be held responsible for everything here. All right. As always, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate every, each and every one of you. And we'll talk to each other again soon. <laughs>